Welcome to the Social Lights podcast with Kate Vandervoort, where I interview changemakers and innovators on how they connect with their tribe on social media. Brought to you by Social Mediology. Welcome everyone to episode 54 of the Social Lights podcast. I am here today with Kara Cronin. Now, Kara has been building community since the age of six. She's coached collegiate women to lead award-winning sorority chapters, cultivated a brand ambassador army responsible for 20% of audience growth, led campaigns to educate and motivate over 200,000 people to cast an informed vote in the 2018 midterm election and connected millions of people across the globe with support strategies and resources to prioritize their mental health as members of the world's largest self-care community. Now, Cara is community manager, community partnerships at Facebook and is leading the community experience for the Facebook certified community manager program. Now, I am always excited about my podcast interviews, but I am particularly excited about speaking to you today. So welcome, Cara. Thank you so much, Kate. I am very excited as well. I can't wait to, to dive in and chat with you more and, and talk all things community. Wonderful. So Cara, let's get started with what is it that lights you up and gets you out of bed in the morning? I love this question. Uh, quite literally, I think I would say sunshine. I always wake up to the sunshine, but I think always my, my guiding light has always just been helping people and connecting people, connecting with people in a meaningful way. And it might sound a little bit cheesy, but that was the one thing I always knew I wanted to focus on. Like as a kid, I never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I would always say like, I just want to work with people or I don't want to be sitting at a desk all the time. Like I, I want to be very hands-on in the community. And I didn't know that that could really be a, a career. <laughs> so I'm glad it, it became one, but I think, you know, that that human connection has always been at the core of of what gets me excited. And then what I think about at the end of every day to be like, hmm, was I able to connect with someone today? Was I able to make someone's day a little bit better? And if the answer is yes, I typically chop, chalk that up as a win. Um, and then I also just love to be creative. So I usually wake up thinking about a laundry list of things. And it's fun for me because whether it's like work related or related to a hobby. I think having that creative freedom is very important to me. And I try to just try new things and challenge my own way of thinking all the time. So there's always a lot going on in my head, <laughs> essentially. And if I have it my way, usually a lot of people around me, which, which is my favorite. Much harder in today's day and age, but thankfully we have <laughs> technology that helps to keep us connected in these in these times. So Cara, tell us, you've got a really interesting journey up until working at Facebook. Tell us a bit about your journey into your role now. Yeah, so it's been a, a long and windy one, uh, but like I said, it's always sort of had, had community building at the core. And you mentioned in my bio or my intro that I started building communities when I was six. And I did that with my mom. So growing up, my mom was a volunteer for like every nonprofit and every organization under the sun. And she always brought me along as her little helper. So um, one of her favorite volunteer roles has been a Make-A-Wish grantor with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And so I grew up 
dressed as Minnie Mouse, helping celebrate as we send kids to their wishes in Disney. And so, um, you know, for me, that was sort of the beginning of my community journey, even though I didn't really realize at the time, looking back on it, I can always say like, that's how it started. Um, and then, you know, once I got to college, I had always been that person who like gets really excited and passionate about the things that are interesting to me. So I, basically I never do anything halfway. <laughs> like if I like something, I'm all in and I give it 110%. So that always led me to take on leadership roles, everything from like class president to like, you know, vice president of XYZ club, um, you name it. And so when I was in college, I was the president of my sorority, which led to my first professional job as a consultant for a sorority. So I traveled around the United States every three days for a year to a different college campus where I was a consultant. And I worked with different sororities on campus to help them achieve their goals. So I would essentially have three days to like meet a hundred people, figure out what they were challenged with, um, build trust really fast and give them a business plan to reach their goals and then fly to the next place. <laughs> so uh, it, it taught me a lot about what the business world was like and just how to solve problems really quick and how to build relationships and trust very fast. And so um, when that contract was up, I reached out to a company that I um, was really passionate about and I was actually a brand ambassador for. And I was like, listen, I love your brand. I know it really well. Um, I will do anything you want me to. I just want to work for you. And it was a small startup at the time, um, a media company. So they brought me on and I got to lead their brand ambassador program and their Facebook group and their community, which was very much like a, a rewards program and um, an events offline experience meets a like grassroots marketing powerhouse. So it kind of served a lot of different purposes while I was there, which was really really fun and a great way for me to learn. And we were all about feedback. Like that community helped us build new products and launch new initiatives. And so that was a huge, huge area of learning for me because it helped me realize like, even though I never knew I could be a community manager, I fell into that role there and was like, I don't think I could ever do anything else. Like this is what I was meant to do. And so um, after a few years there, I had found another company that I was uh, involved with called Shine. It's a mental health app. And I was a brand ambassador for them. <laughs> so similarly, I reached out and said I was ready for a change and um, joined their, their team to lead their community and change it, actually relaunch it from a brand ambassador community to a more product facing community. So it was all about product development. How can we build community into our app? And how does that drive, you know, key metrics like retention and re reduce churn? And it was a different community approach than I was used to, but it was really fun to, you know, like learn the other side of it. So I, I feel like that kind of rounded out my experience with the startup world. And I was ready to work with other people that like got it because while my other companies got it, I was always a team of one on the community side. So I was really craving that like internal community of people who like spoke my language and collaborators. And so I saw this role at Facebook and it was just a perfect fit. So now I get to work with 
community people, um, running a community of community leaders. So it couldn't be more meta or more perfect. Oh, I just love how purposeful you've been in growing this for you. Like you've really gone out and, and found those opportunities in places that you're really passionate about, which is amazing. Thank you. It's been, it's I also been love the part of your story about your mum and volunteering, because as we were just talking about before we started, you know, I had 200 people a week through our home with cancer and AIDS and was constantly because my mum runs a charity for people dealing with challenging times and was constantly making cards and doing you know Christmas time and Christmas morning we'd go into the AIDS hospice at the time and we would go and visit people that didn't have any family and Christmas evening we always had potluck where we had hundreds of people in the house so we clearly um, had mothers that were community minded that instilled it yeah. Still that in us as, as young people. I love that. Yeah, my mom still asks me, she's like, is it too late for me to become a community manager? And I'm like, mom, I think you created this and you just didn't yeah. know it. The grandmother of community. Yeah. Well, mother, maybe. <laughs> um, so one of the things I find fascinating about community on Facebook is the immense diversity of what it is that brings people together and I would love to hear about some of the most interesting or unusual communities that you found or that you've um, witnessed unfolding on Facebook. Yes th this is such a fun question and there are so many um, but I think since we were just talking about my mom I'll tell you about one that my mom and I love which is uh, weird secondhand finds that need to be shared and it's all people sharing essentially exactly what the name is, like these weird things they find while thrift shopping. And I think the name has now changed to weird and wonderful because they're always like these beautiful stories or, you know, funny things that people share that really connect people. And my mom and I, in addition to volunteering, we always go thrifting together. And it's one of our favorite pastimes when we're in the same place. So um, when I heard about that community, I, I told her all about it. So now that's sort of what we joke about every now and then. Um, and then another one, which I discovered during the pandemic was, uh, I think it's called a group where we all pretend to be ants. <laughs> and it's bizarre. Um, very <laughs> random, but you asked for the most unusual. And I think that might be the one that takes the cake for me. Um, and it's literally just people talking as if they were ants and like sharing pictures of Pringles and being like, lift. <laughs> like, it's, it's interesting, very unusual. Sounds sufficiently mind numbing to be entertaining. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and it's amazing because a lot of these very interesting communities are so large. And it, I think it's just really cool to think about like the simplicity or like, oddities that really bring people together and sometimes for you know no real purpose other than just to like take a break away from the day-to-day -day noise and and be silly yeah and I mean you and I met because I'm now a learning mentor with the community certification and just hearing some of the people going through that community certification process and the communities that they run um, you know, one of our previous podcast episodes, I interviewed my learning mentor buddy Warren about the world's largest octopus fan club. And Amazing. I know Kerry, who was in our last learning cohort, she runs a group of 
um, widows who are starting to date again. And, wow. you know, we had one of the co-founders of the Buy Nothing movement who was in our learning cohort. So I'm forever fascinated by the diversity in causes and purpose and interest that brings people together and Facebook creates such a, a great platform for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you're thinking about for a business, a brand or a cause, what do you see are the benefits for, let's go right back to basics. What are the benefits for them having a community and almost how do you differentiate that from normal social media marketing that people might be doing on Facebook or other platforms? Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So I think there are so many opportunities uh, for brands and organizations right now to create communities. And it's hard for me to pick like even just a couple to talk about, but, you know, I think right now we're in this age of authenticity where people are really supporting the brands and organizations that they not only believe in, but like really align with whether it's based on their values or like the organizations they support. Um, but I think, you know, it feels different than it did even like five, 10 years ago in terms of like, people aren't just buying the big brand. <laughs> they're, they're buying from the people that really, really feel authentic and that they feel connected to. And I think community, especially digital community can just be such an amazing tool to showcase that authenticity and like be real and connect with your consumer, your community on a regular basis in a way that's really real. Like, I think like gone are the days of being like perfect and polished. <laughs> I'll probably get, I don't know, criticism for saying that, but um, I think there's such a, a charm to just showing up as like a real human. And really, I think just this past year has given us this renewed sense of like humanity and how important it is to showcase that no matter like how big your, your brand or organization might be. So I think that's, that's one thing that comes to mind and I think is, is important. Um, but I think another one is just like efficiency. <laughs> uh, communities give you such ability to connect on this like one to many level where it's so much easier to communicate your messages. Um, it saves a lot of time. You know, I think a lot about like customer support and the number of, so I, I briefly worked in customer support for a couple of months at that first job I told you about before they were like, you need to run our community. Um, and so I got a little taste of what that was like. And it was actually amazing to see like how much time it would take me to respond to like a customer support ticket or an email when I could then just turn to this, Facebook group of 30,000 people and answer the question once. <laughs> and like, then that saved me so much time. And so I think that is something that's also really impactful. Um, yeah. And then I think feedback too is another one. If I can squeeze that in there, I think like you should always be listening to what your community has to say and you can tell which brands and, and organizations are really listening to their communities. And now you see, you know, a lot of brands who are posting like user-generated content and they're reposting comments from their Facebook groups with saying like, we saw a thousand of these, of these comments asking for this product. So we made it like, and it just feels so, so true to the community. And it's really proof of like building with your community instead of for them um, can be done so much more easily if you, if you have a community that you've intentionally created. 
it's one of my favorite uh, byproducts, if you like, of community is user generated content and actually really having your customers or your members at the very heart of everything that you do. And they're so vocal about it when they love you and you do it right. You know, they do a lot of the heavy lifting um, in, a, in a really public way, which is hugely beneficial. And I think um, just to touch on one of the things you were saying, you know, the brands that or the way I put it is the brands that see their customer as a part of the journey and they're there supporting their customer rather than, I think, you know, gone are the days when you can see your customer as a commodity where you're looking at what else can I get from you. Um, community really provides that beautiful foundation and framework to be on a journey with your customer rather than, yeah, seeing what it is that you can get from your customer. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit about the community manager certification that, um, that Facebook's running now and why, why did, or how did that come about? Yeah, so um, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but my role at Facebook specifically is right now I'm really focused on fostering the community experience around the Facebook Certified Community Manager Program, which is a program that launched about a year ago now. Um, and it's all about empowering and supporting community managers or aspiring community managers to, you know, better build, scale, and grow their communities and really help professionalize the industry. And I think, you know, community has always been important to Facebook, but a few years ago, Facebook actually changed its mission to be all about giving people the power to build community and bring the world closer together. And I think, you know, it came, it, it came to light that there are millions of people who are intentionally doing that on Facebook already, but there, until, until the certification, right, there wasn't really this like playbook for how to do it effectively, or, you know, it was hard to find like set strategies or even like great content on how you can use the tools Facebook has to do this um, effectively and efficiently. And so the certification is that. And it's actually funny because it's sort of what I was looking so hard for when I first started my career as a community manager. I was like, there has to be a playbook for this. Like, how am I supposed to just figure it out myself? And I couldn't really find one. And so when I heard about the certification, I was so excited because I was like, you know, this is what I needed. And this is still what I've been looking for years into my career. And even this far into my career, I I went through the certification myself and I was nervous to take the exam. <laughs> There's a lot of information and it's, it's a difficult exam. Um, but even I like learned so much and I felt that sense of validation just to be like, oh, like there are things and many things that I've been doing right the whole time. And now I have more that I can play with and feel confident in. And I have some clear like strategies and processes I can apply to the the groups I'm already running. And, you know, it's just been, I think, I think really important for community managers who have been doing it for a long time. And for those who are starting out, because those who have been doing it for a while have been, you know, like waiting for this recognition. And now they can have these credentials to be like, I'm certified by Facebook to lead communities. And those who are just getting into it, you know, like, you can take this certification and add that to your resume and be really appealing to a potential employer because they see that 
you've achieved, you know, this accomplishment. And it's just been really cool to not only see Facebook's investment in the future of community through this, but I think also just to connect with the people in the communities around the certification. So I run two groups, uh, one that is a learning group for those who are studying for it. And then those, uh, another group for those who have passed and are certified community managers. So it's really neat to get to connect with so many people who are you know, so experienced and have such vast knowledge in different areas and bring them all together to just learn from each other and continue learning even after like the foundations of the certification exam, then you can like take it to the next level by collaborating with other people in the, in the community. So um, it's it's been a really powerful thing for me and I think for many others. They're both such great groups where there's such great support for each other. And I love seeing those that go through that learning process, getting cheered on by everybody else in the group. And then when you see people asking questions out the other end, you know, that that wealth of knowledge, I guess, that everybody shares is amazing. So when you think about those two groups, um, what are some of the strategies that you've used to activate that community and to get them to take action and continue on with that journey? So I think, you know, there's, there are a few things that come to mind here. And like I said earlier, like I love trying new things. So I'm sort of always playing around with different features and, and ways to connect people. But I think, you know, at the core, it's like connecting the community members with each other is probably the most important thing, especially in that learning group, because social learning is so important and that peer support, especially for community managers, <laughs> you know, who are community people, um, to be able to give them a community and pri provide them with people who get it and can help them along the way to help them feel supported and help them learn. Um, so, you know, we have, as you mentioned earlier, um, learning mentors, which Kate, you're a learning mentor, which I love. Um, and so we have learning mentors like Kate, who um, really support the learners in this group. And they're there to share their personal experiences. They're there to host study sessions and answer questions to make sure that people feel like they, they have people behind them cheering them on. Because like I said, it is kind of challenging, this exam. Um, not anyone can get certified. And so uh, to know that like not only are you putting in the work, but you have this group of people behind you that really want to see you succeed is really important. So we have the learning mentor program set up to help with that. We also, I, I love like structure and organization. So I lean on the guides feature in Facebook groups. So I have everything organized. So if people wanna just go in and learn at their own pace, um, they can go through the guides and get directed to all the learning materials very easily. Um, and then I'm also really big on FaceTime. Like I love getting FaceTime with the community and bringing them together. So I do a lot of video calls, whether it's using messenger rooms or Facebook live, but I like to see people like, with my own eyes to really like get through and, and make that connection and provide sort of like a multidimensional approach. So people really do feel supported and we can not only teach the materials, but really help people get in the right mindset for the exam. So we do a lot of like talking it out together as a group and challenge the way we're thinking about things. Um, and we do like very intentional onboarding calls in both communities um, to get people set up for success right off the bat. So they understand 
how to engage with the community to get the most out of it, but also like how to give back in the community and how to connect with others. And um, I think like setting, setting that up from the beginning makes it a lot easier to keep people engaged in the long term. And one of the things I've seen you do that I really love, because I think a lot of community managers are a team of one, um, mm-hmm. or they're not even officially called community managers, but right. they're managing community. And so it can be a pretty lonely, lonely place, you know, for community managers all over. And you do a really beautiful job of your two highs, two lows, just checking in with people and really, you know, really seeing where people are at, which I think is so critical in any community, but particularly for community managers who might be feeling out on a bit of a limb. (laughs) Yeah, well, I have to admit, I actually borrowed that from um, our internal team. So we actually do that with our team at Facebook. And I love it personally, because it helps me just like check in with myself at the end of each week and check in with the rest of the team and see where people are at, see who needs support. Um, And so, I really have like clung to that since I started my job during the pandemic and was like, I need to connect with these people on a different level. And that helped me do that and just like learn about people as people and not just how they show up as a community manager. And I think that's so important is to build their relationships beyond like just the purpose of the group and really get to know each other as like humans and like what makes you tick and what's important to you and what's stressing you out and all of that. So I loved that. And so I adopted it and shared it with the community. And now it's become a ritual that I think really adds a nice, a nice layer to things. And what's really beautiful for me about that is that so many communities and and it's, you know, it's a strategy and I'm not saying it's not the right strategy, but they're so aspirational and focused on the positive and the wins and what's going well. And if not everything is going well in your life, that can be quite isolating to be in a big community where all the focus is positive. It can, yeah, really kind of make you, and and it's a false sense of reality because of course not everybody's lives are, are fabulous. And so I think you know, back to your point about authenticity and being really genuine now more than ever to actually check in with human beings on how they're doing and and what's reality for them is really important. So it's lovely to have that in a professional environment as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes connecting over the, the challenging things can even be much more impactful than the positive. Like it's easy to connect over something happy, but when you can break through and talk to someone about something that might be really tough, I think that almost creates this stronger sense of, you know, respect and understanding and just a, a better relationship. So um, it's it's nice to be able to to focus on some of that too, and not just pretend everything is all you know rainbows and sunshine because it's not. And and I think that reality and to your point, the authenticity is is there. Um, so yeah, and don't underestimate things first. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I'm really passionate about when it comes to community is helping smaller um, or businesses and companies that really want to get into community, but just don't really know how. Um, So I think, you know, a lot of the bigger brands have got money to invest they can or even tech type brands it's really obvious what the ROI is for 
community because you're connecting with users, but there's lots of different industries and business types where community can play a really important role, but they're just not sure how to get started. So if, if you're speaking to someone who's thinking about a community, what would you say to them? What are the things that are important for them to think about? How much time do we have? <laughs> I could talk, I talk about this all day. Um, but I think, I think my first, the first thing I would say is probably like know why you're starting and be really intentional about the culture you build and, and don't lose focus, especially at the beginning, because I think the foundations of your community are such important building blocks for the future. So you really need to understand like the why behind why you're doing it. Like, don't just do it because everyone wants to build a community right now. And it's like the trendy thing to do, um, figure out like, how do you want it to fit into your business and, and go from there. And then I'd also say like, don't be afraid to try new things. Often at the beginning, I think many of us, no matter what it is, like you're starting for the first time, I think it can be hard to convince yourself to try something new. Like it's easier to play by the rules and like, you know, stay within the lines, but especially with a community, it's like, if they're there, they want to see you succeed. So if you're doing, if you're trying new things that you think are going to be successful and you have the right intentions, like just try it and like, see what happens. And honestly, you'll probably learn more from failing if it doesn't work out then then you will if it succeeds and if it succeeds great <laughs> good for you keep going with it um but but don't don't let don't get in your own way I think um and then what else I think oh I'd be remiss if I didn't say invest in an experienced community manager <laughs> um community management is not something that like happens overnight and I think that's a big myth that we need to bust is that it's like easy or that we're like playing on social media all day. Like that is so far from the truth. And it takes a lot of hours and a lot of heart and a lot of time. And, you know, I've seen a lot of businesses make that mistake where they're like, oh, I'll just add this to the list of responsibilities for the marketing manager, the social media manager. And um, I think that's where you can really go wrong. So yeah, I would encourage them to invest in a community manager and make that a dedicated resource. Oh, such great, such great tips. And I think, um, you know, sometimes we see these accidental communities that have just flourished and we think that we can somehow engineer or manufacture that from a business perspective. And um, it's you often don't see the blood, sweat and tears that went into. And often those initial relationships are actually quite manual and quite, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of work in establishing that before something starts to get that critical mass or that that momentum. Sure. Um, so great strategies there. Now, <laughs> I know it's late night for you, so I'm going to start wrapping up, although I do feel like we could continue to speak for hours. <laughs> Tell me, Cara, and you may have already told us this, but what is your favourite community to be a part of, apart from the thrift one? Which one do you <laughs> um, absolutely make a priority in your in your day? So can I cheat and say two? I'll be quick. <laughs> okay, so one is a local neighbourhood community that I recently joined. So I recently moved from New York City to um, the suburbs a little bit outside the city, which is new for me. And so I've been kind of in this weird adjustment period where I'm not sure like 
where to go or what to do or how to find people here to connect with. And so that has been really wonderful for me as a resource. And I, to be honest, like hadn't really been a, an active member in a neighborhood community before. So um, I think I'm like really understanding the value that can provide on like a day-to-day -day basis. And then from a more like fun, lighthearted standpoint, there's a group called um, a group that makes small decisions for you. <laughs> and I tend to be very indecisive with like personal life decisions, like what color should I paint my nails and like where should I eat dinner? And so that group has been incredible <laughs> because people just post all kinds of silly things and ask for people to help them make the decision. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of like, should I wear this dress or this dress to my friend's wedding and things like that. But it's, um, it's very like positive and silly and it, it's a good distraction from the day to day. Sometimes just pop in there and, and see what people are saying. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to go find that group. Yeah. Highly recommend. <laughs> Although I'm pretty decisive, but I'm sure I'll have an opinion on what everybody else yes, is doing. You can give feedback. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Cara, for being with us today. We will include your links in the show notes. Is there anything else that you would like to share as we sign off today? I think we about covered it, but I just want to say thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun for me to just chat with you and, um, and share a little bit about my story. I think every time I, I talk about my experience or what I'm doing now, it reminds me of like all that I've been able to learn or, you know, some of the people or communities I've been able to connect with. So, um, you know, I think if anything, that's a good lesson in like, don't forget where you came from and um, pull from your past experience. If you're someone who's looking to start getting involved in community or building community, um, you know, one of my favorite things about community managers is that everybody has such a unique background because not many of us grew up like training to become a, a community manager or you know getting a, going to university and, and getting a degree in community management. So everyone kind of has this like windy, twisty path to getting to where they are. And I think that's so valuable. So like pull from your past experience and use that to propel you forward and, um, and good luck. And um, yeah, thank you so much again, Kate, for having me. Oh, it's been a pleasure and I can highly recommend for anyone that's wanting to do the community manager certifications, go ahead and do that and join these fabulous communities that Cara is uh, hosting for us and hopefully we'll, we'll see some of you in, in those groups as well. Thank you for joining us on the Social Lights podcast produced by Social Mediology. You can connect with us on Facebook at Social Lights Podcast and you can find today's show notes and more episodes at socialmediology.com.au forward slash social lights. Please subscribe in your favourite podcast platform to receive future episodes and share with your tribe to inspire others to action.